All right. Hey, good morning, everybody. Can everybody in here hear me? All right. Am I good live out on the internet world out there? Yes? Do I see a thumbs up? You don't know? All right. Watch this. this is all, we have this great, amazing um, technology system. Hey, Dylan, if you can hear me, knock three times. Boom! There it is. There it is. Hey, um, thank you for bearing with us this morning. Uh, it's been a little bit crazy inside here. Um, we did need to cancel church uh, outside this morning, uh, primarily because uh, the rain looked like it was coming. It may actually come a little bit later, uh, but we just didn't want to risk thousands of dollars of equipment um, outside. And so we're doing church inside, uh, which is a few folks here, and then you all are watching online. So thrilled about that. Um, you know, here's the thing is, uh, I love what God is doing through River Ridge Church. And, and each week over this pandemic, I have been surprised by something just awesome. And this week, I was surprised and totally overwhelmed by our church staff. Um, so this week, uh, the River Ridge Church staff went and delivered um, something like 200 of these packets out to people to kids in our community who are part of River Church in any way. And so I'm like, hey, let's everybody keep track of the miles just to see, you know, how far do we drive. And so the River Church staff drove 469 miles uh, in the last week delivering these things out. And so I think that is just awesome. So let's give them a hand. There we go. Absolutely awesome. So hey, we have a, um, I'm just excited about the message today, uh, whether it's coming to you online or not. Uh, God, I, I am just excited for what we've got. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you that we have this opportunity um, to be together, although virtually. Um, and God, you have some great, great stuff for us. And I pray that you would put it on each person's heart this morning, Lord. Let us hear from you, whether we're watching on a computer or a phone or a tablet or a few folks in live. Lord, let us hear what you have to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so a number of years ago, uh, Stacy and I took a bunch of high school kids to Colorado. And uh, we did what was called no-trace camping. And if you've done no-trace camping, that means everything that you pack into the mountains, you pack out. So any food that we didn't eat, we packed it out. Toilet paper, we packed it out. I mean, anything you can imagine, whatever we went in came out with us. Um, and we had this great opportunity one day uh, to climb a 14,000-foot peak. And uh, in Colorado, uh, there are a few 14,000-foot peaks. Um, and so we had the opportunity to climb one of these. They're called the 14ers. And the one that we were going to climb is called San Luis. And so basically what happened is we woke up at about 4 in the morning, and we had these headlamps uh, on, our, on our heads. Uh, and we're walking through, walking through, and then and day breaks. Um, and then about kind of early to mid-morning, uh, we get up above the tree line. Um, and this particular mountain, San Luis, uh, the top of it is all just rocks. It's just this huge, there's no vegetation out there. It's just this huge, huge pile of rocks. Um, and so we're doing, we feel like we're making good time and we see the peak in front of us. <clears throat> and so we walk up and we get to the peak and it's not the peak. It's this false peak. We're like, we made it. And then we didn't make it. We're like, okay, well, it looks like another thousand um, yards or so to the, to the peak. So we go up, we get to the peak, and it turns out to be another false peak, and another one, another. And I think there must have been six or eight of these false peaks all the way up to the top. And every time we got to them, we're like, this has got to be it. 
And then we would get so frustrated because it wasn't. And, and what started out is as a fun and kind of beautiful adventure, end up being fairly difficult and overwhelming because of these false peaks and lack of oxygen and all that kind of thing. As I think about the last six months, COVID has felt a lot like climbing San Louis because we were going along at the beginning. It was like, oh, this is kind of interesting, sort of novel, staying home. And then there was a quarantine time. And then, but then everything kind of, okay, after quarantine, then things are going to get better. But they didn't. You know, and then, okay, schools are going to open, but they do, but they sort of don't. You know, and then you got the next thing. It's like, okay, well, at least West Virginia is doing better than other places, and now we're not. You know, and it just feels like one blow after another. And so I think all of us struggle with what's going on as far as COVID. But here's the thing that I've found as I've talked to people and, and see if this is true for you. It's everybody is dealing with the difficulties of COVID, but then it seems like everybody I've talked to has something additional on top of that that makes it difficult as well. So it's like COVID plus one. And whatever that plus one thing is, makes it, that thing is even more difficult because of the ripple effects of COVID. And then we add to this this uncertainty of, well, what's going to happen next week? What's going to happen next month? People are starting to talk about 2021 and will this thing be finished? And so there's so much uncertainty out there. And so for all of those reasons about COVID and the difficulty of it, we have decided that over this next fall, this basically the next 12 weeks, we're going to have an all-church, all-wide, every-ages church challenge. And we're titling it Persevere. Persevere. And if you want to find out more about Persevere, I'm going to talk about it a little bit this morning. Uh, but go to riverridge.org slash persevere, uh, and you can find out all the details about it. But basically what it's going to be is we're going to link all the stuff that we're doing at River Ridge, all linked and pushing in the same direction to teach us what does it mean to persevere. And so one part of it will be the sermon series. So we're going to start First Peter next Sunday. Uh, and then towards the end, we're going to do a uh, look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, our small groups are going to be all in with this theme of persevere and ask each of our small groups to do a First Peter study. Our student ministry is doing a series called uh, The Worst Year Ever, or The Worst Year or Worst Year, something like that. But again, looking at this idea of persevere, we have quiet time guides to lead you as far as uh, having your quiet times on this theme of persevere. And also, our kids' ministry are going to be involved as well. And so everything is a push towards that. And I'll give you a few more details a little bit later on. But here's the thing is, when we talk about persevering, it's going to be a different journey for each one of us. You know, for you all who are kids who are in school, there is a persevering that takes place because you wake up every Saturday morning, Five o'clock in the afternoon, you wait till then, you go, okay, am I going to school this week or am I not? And there's a difficulty with trying to do school at home. You have that struggle. Parents trying to figure out how do I balance my work and my kids' schooling and all that kind of stuff. Everybody is going to face persevering of different kinds. For some of you, your marriage is hard. And this is going to be a series and an emphasis that's going to help you to persevere in your marriage. For those of you who have kids, it's going to be persevering in your parenting. For those of you who have difficult work situations, persevering in your work situations. For those of you who are struggling in some relationships that may be difficult right now, it's going to be persevering in that. And here's what I think. God is going to show you different stuff throughout the course of this emphasis, throughout this challenge of where you need to persevere. 
And the thing is, like, right now, you can kind of see, like, this next week, say, man, here's some things that are going to be hard. But two weeks from now or two months from now, there are going to be things that you need to persevere through that you have no idea what, the, what they are. You don't know now what's coming. You know, we named this thing Persevere about two months ago. You know, I had no idea at the time that we would be adding two additional kids to our family, an eight-year-old and a 17-year-old. And, and that in the Santon household and parenting, it's gone from like DEFCON 1 to DEFCON 5, like overnight, right? And it's like, whoa, this is a whole new thing. I don't know what you're going to face, but here's what I do know, is that you are going to want to persevere and to persevere with Christ, And when we talk about persevering, persevering with Christ is more than just getting through it. Just getting through it. I think sometimes I just need to get through it. I got through it. But we don't want to get through it kind of glum and depressed or frustrated with everybody else or angry at other people. We want to get through it in such a way that we cling to Christ. We want to persevere keeping our eyes on Christ. We want to persevere and learn what God has for us in this season and not just muddle through. And so that's what this series is going to be about. The key verse for this series is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross while despising its shame and then sat down at the right hand of the Father. That's going to be our theme verse. I'd encourage you to memorize that, the whole thing or just parts of it, because we're going to be about that this whole next 12 weeks. And the theme, the bottom line for this morning, the bottom line for this series is this, is to persevere, fix my eyes on Jesus. To persevere, fix my eyes on Jesus. Persevering in faith. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at Hebrews 12, the first two verses this morning, um, first three verses actually, and just talk about what does it mean to persevere. So the first thing it says this, and I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit in this, but you can read along. But it says this, it says, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Here's the first thing about fixing our eyes on Jesus, is it's embrace the race. A little bit of a rhyme to help you to remember that, but embrace the race. And you see, here's what this means, is as we talk about persevering, there's two reasons that we need to persevere. And there definitely is some overlap, but, but one reason is because we have made a choice to do something, and therefore we need to persevere. I made a choice to get married. I made a choice to have kids. I made a choice, I made a choice, we made a choice to climb San Louis. And that was a choice that I made, and so I persevere in that. But then the other is sometimes there are things that happen to us in our lives that we don't choose. They sort of choose us, if you will. It's something that God does, something that other people do, and we have to persevere through that. And this verse says, that is the race that is marked out for us, that we persevere through that. Because I think a lot of times what we want to do, what I want to do is I look at what I have to persevere through and say, I don't want to be here. And I begin to ask these questions like, well, what if the pandemic wasn't going on? 
Well, what if they just canceled school for the whole, the rest of 2020? Well, what if they did this? What if they allowed sports to happen? What if this happened? What if, you know, and we can ask all these what if questions about how we might do things differently or what would happen if it was different. But the fact is, this is the race that God has us in. And so what we do is we embrace that race and we look for Jesus in whatever that means for us as we go down this path that God has for us. Now, the beginning of this chapter says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, there's sort of a cheesy uh, church phrase to help people understand the Bible, but it says, whenever you see the word therefore, you ask the question, what is it? Therefore, there we go. Everybody here answered. Did you answer on your screen? But you say, what is it there for? And what that means is you look back and say, okay, well, what came before it? And so what comes before this chapter 12 is there's all these examples of faith. And so for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus and persevering means be inspired by the examples of perseverance. And so the people who are reading through Hebrew or Hebrews are hearing it they look back at what happened in chapter 11 and it says, by faith Abraham, by faith Isaac, by faith Noah, by faith the Israelites, by faith Moses, by faith. And there are all of these examples of people who persevered through difficult situations and yet held on to their faith, even though they couldn't necessarily see how God was going to have this thing turn out. And so we do the same thing. We look for examples of people who have persevered. So we can read the scriptures and we can see examples of perseverance there. We can look around in people in our lives and we can see examples there as well. And one of the things that we're going to be asking you to do through this series of persevere, through this emphasis, emphasis, is to get involved in a ridge group. It's a ridge group, if you don't know what that is, it's a small group of people, six, eight, ten, maybe up to 15 people or so, who gather around to study God's word to encourage each other, but also to help one another persevere through the difficulties of life. And I hope that you'll participate in a Ridge Group this season. Even if you just say, I'm going to try it for the next few weeks, the next eight weeks, and then stop, that's fine too. But give it a shot. And here's the thing. Some of you, God is boosting you. God is pushing. God is tapping on your heart saying, get involved in a Ridge Group. And it may not even be for you. But you have something to share with somebody else who's going to be in that. You've had this life experience that you going through it is going to allow you to help somebody else go through that similar life experience. But it's the examples that we have that we see in other people that help us to persevere and to fix our eyes on Christ. Then also in verse 1 it says this. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And so the third way that we fix our eyes on Jesus is throw off what slows us down. We're looking at this verse about persevering in this season of life. Uh, But what we're going to learn over the course of persevere is going to help us in all of life, to to run all of life. And so as these people heard this, as they read this, these verses help them to understand what does it mean to persevere with Christ for a lifetime. And it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And he separates it into two different categories. There's the sin that entangles us. And we get that. We know that when we get entangled in sin, that we don't 
keep our eyes on Christ. That that sin gets in, in the way, it entangles us, and we don't see Christ. And that's pretty obvious. We go, okay, sin, I can see how that gets in the way. But also says, take off or throw off everything that hinders us. So in other words, that means that there are things that are not sin, but they hinder us from keeping our eyes on Christ. You go, well, what would that be? And I'll just give you an example from my own life. Um, is when I, when I talk about fixing my eyes on Jesus, something for me that's incredibly important is every morning I spend time with God. And so I'll read my Bible, I'll pray, I'll write some things down. That is hugely important to me. It is my lifeline to Jesus. Um, but something else that I love to do is I love watching Netflix series and movies on Amazon Prime and that kind of thing. And so typically I go to bed at about 11, and so sometimes I'll watch a show, you know, from 10 to 11 or 10, 15 to 11, um, and then go to bed, and then I get up and have my time with the Lord. But sometimes I'll be watching a show, and it's got like a great cliffhanger at the end of the show. I'm like, I'll just watch the first five minutes of the next episode, and then I'm hooked, right? And then an hour later, and then an hour and a half later, and now it's like 1.30 in the morning, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what time is it? And then I sleep in, and I don't get up and spend time with Jesus. That is something that hinders my walk with God. Now, that doesn't mean don't watch Netflix or don't watch Amazon Prime or don't get hooked on series. It's not saying that. But those things, while not sin, they hinder my walk with God. And my guess is if you think about it, there are probably some things in your life that hinder your walk with God as well. I'll read a few things. And again, none of these are sinful, but in your life they may hinder your walk with God. Maybe... Um, a finely manicured lawn, you spend a ton of time doing that, or playing video games, or maybe reading, or exercise, or a side business, or social media commenting and posting. Again, none of those are sinful in and of themselves, but is it possible that some of those things, or one of those things, or something else that God brings to mind is hindering you from fixing your eyes on Jesus? And then here's the fourth one. It comes from verses 2 and 3. It says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer or the author and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then it says this, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And the fourth way is that we see Jesus in everything. Jesus is the ultimate example of someone who persevered in difficult times. You know, the book of Hebrews chapter 11 has all of these examples of heroes of the faith, by faith, by faith. But the ultimate example is what the author of Hebrews gives us here in verses 2 and 3. It says, Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. And you see, the joy for Jesus, it was not in getting beaten within an inch of his life. The joy was not in having the crown of thorns pounded onto his head. The joy was not in the nails going through his hands and his feet. No, he endured that. That's the scorn. That's the shame. He endured that for the joy set before him. And the joy set before him is that you would come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ took your sin upon himself on the cross. And because he took your sin, now you can enter into a right relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And I encourage you, if you're watching this morning, you haven't made that decision to place your faith in Christ, that you would do that this morning. Say, I trust Christ. Because that is the joy that Jesus went through, or Jesus endured the cross for the joy set before him of seeing you come into a relationship with your heavenly Father. There's a great verse in the book of Romans. It says that will not, and I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but it says that will not God, who gave us his own son, Jesus Christ, not also graciously give us all things? He's already given us Jesus, and so he's going to give us so much more than that. And that's what this series is about, that we fix our eyes on Jesus, and we receive all that he has for us as we learn about perseverance. So I want to close with four parts of this challenge, four applications for this challenge. Here's the first one. First one is make a commitment to watch or listen to every sermon over these next 12 weeks. Watch or listen. Maybe you'll be here in person in the parking lot, maybe watching online, maybe picking it up later, but watch all 12 of these sermons. That's the first one. Here's the second one, is that to do a daily devotion every day. And so if you um, go on the website, riverridge.org slash persevere, uh, and then you can click uh, or in your notes online, there'll be a direct link to it they'll put up right now. Uh, but this persevere card, and you, again, you can download it, pick one up next week when you're here. Um, but it has readings that begin, there's five each week, and we'll begin this not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, the 21st of September. Uh, but you'll have a couple in First Peter each week, and then a couple about people who persevered. Uh, and then as we get into the book of Hebrews uh, in the eighth week, we will have um, basically some readings from Hebrews, and then you read the Old Testament thing and answer some questions on the other side. So I encourage you to do that. That's the second part of that. Here's the third, um, is join a group. Just take a risk and say, you know, I'm going to join a group. You can email jtheodora at riverridge.org to uh, get an adult group. You can email J, excuse me, you can email dylan at riverridge.org to get in a small group or come tonight at 6 o'clock to get in the student ministry small group. But get in a small group as part of this all-church, all-in type of thing. And then the third is this, is get your kids on board. We spent time over this past week church dashing those. If you don't have one of those packets, you didn't get one, you're missed for whatever reason, email betsyshock at riverridge.org and she will get that to you. Um, But get your kids involved. Get them involved. Um, So listen to the sermons. Have a quiet time around Persevere. Do the, uh, get involved with a small group, and then also get your kids on board. And another kind of bonus thing for some of you who are on Facebook, every morning at 8 o'clock beginning on the 21st of September, we will have a uh, kind of a live devotional, interactive devotional. Uh, So if you're doing the the quiet time devotional, do that at maybe 7.30, 7.45, and then interact and share with one another what you learned through that. When I climbed San Luis all those years ago, I got to false peak after false peak after false peak. And it got to the point where it was frustrating. It's like I wanted to turn around because I can see a lot, but I just want to turn around. But we didn't. We persevered. We got all the way to the top. And when we got to the top, it was amazing. We had a 360-degree view of God's creation. We had a 360-degree view of Colorado, of this beautiful, beautiful, incredible mountain ranges that God created. 
And it was so worth the climb to the top because of what we could see. And I would encourage you to persevere in life. Persevere with this series. Take upon yourself these challenges. Because in the same way that we reached the top of San Luis and could see so much, as you walk through this emphasis, this altar's emphasis together this fall, you will see so much of God. And so I encourage you to do that, to see God more clearly than you have ever seen him before. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. God, thank you just for the gift of technology that we can bring your word into people's homes through computers and phones and tablets. And God, I pray that all of us would get on board with Persevere, that you would teach us the things that you want to teach us about what we need to persevere in. And that through all that, we wouldn't do this on our own strength, our own power, but that we would persevere by fixing our eyes on Jesus. God, would you help us with that? In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for the band for doing your part, the technology people over there for knocking three times. Well done, and we will see you next week.